Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Geeks and One Noob, where we gather friends of similar interests and maybe not so similar and discuss, joke, learn more about, and generally have fun with geek culture. Uh, well, today we are talking about uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the second part to... No, uh, the sequel and part one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's right. <laughs> I, I don't like agreeing with David, but he's right. <laughs> <laughs> you're out of line, but you're not wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so the sequel to, uh, what's the first one called? Spider-Man. Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. Part one. I thought the third one was going to be called Beyond Spider-Verse. It is. It is. Into the Spider-Verse, Across the Spider-Verse, Beyond the Spider-Verse. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. So it's not Which, a, I'm not part sure. two. No, it's it, a, it, is, it is definitively a part two. Well, it's just being given a different title. Yeah. It's not going the anime route of Attack on Titan, Final Season, Parts 1, 2, 3, and 4, and Part <laughs> 1 of 4. Like, <laughs> what he a, said. Yeah. It is a part two with a different title. Yes. In a different universe, this would be (laughs) a lot easier to talk about. (laughs) In a different universe, (laughs) audiences' butts are far more comfortable so they can sit down for six hours (laughs) and enjoy one movie. (laughs) It would only be four hours. It was over two for the first part. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was two and a half. Yeah, and the next part is said to be about uh, the same length. So okay, yeah, be so yeah. five to six hours. Five to six hours. Yeah. All right, call yeah. me stupid then. <laughs> we do that anyway. I don't. Do, <laughs> I don't do those maths too good. <laughs> we don't always need to say it, friend. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, boo. <laughs> anyway, this has been a real punchy intro. <laughs> so, <laughs> what'd you guys think of the movie? <laughs> Uh, it was it was great. Like I wasn't sure if they were gonna live up to the hype of the first one um, mm. when I went into it, and it's like I figured it was going to be good because they've just put so much time and effort into it, and the studio like clearly has a passion for this project, yeah, as well as a understanding and respect for the source material. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was still kind of nervous going in just because of how good the first one was, and then also the fact that it came out the same year as Mario. I was like, man. They've got a lot of big movies to live up to, one of them being their own movie. Yeah. Um, and I I was very, very happy with it. And it's like, I honestly, especially like towards the end, I was just sitting there. I was like, man, there's still so much going on. Like, how are they going to wrap this up? Yeah. And then the to be continue thing came up. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, there is a second part. That's how they're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Which, humorously, that's almost verbatim the responses I get from most of my coworkers whenever we were talking about it. <laughs> Nice. I, was like, I just I felt like it was just paced out so well. Oh yeah, and it, it didn't feel like it was as long of a movie as it was. Definitely, I, I was genuinely engaged and enjoying it really the entire time. I can't yeah. even think of any parts where I'm just in there like, okay, this is dragging. Like I was genuinely enjoying it. Yeah, there was always something mm-hmm. really cool going on. It never it never lagged at all. Yeah, yep. which was definitely really really cool. Um, I I watched it again today because I wanted to make sure I had a fresh in my brain, and I was like, okay, the it's going through, it's going through, it's going through. Wait, it's done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I thought there was more. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, what did you think of it, David? You're the only <laughs> one that hasn't chimed in yet. So I I really enjoyed it, and I, I love the fact that they continue the idea of giving Wait a each. He, he did chime in. He mass ver, verbatimed it. <laughs> he didn't actually like use a full on sentence to explain what he enjoyed. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> Hamster's off the wheel. What'd you think of the movie? <laughs> oh, yeah, that. <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed it. I love the fact that they carried on the idea of each spider person having their own art style. Mm-hmm. I know that was somewhat divisive, but it further emphasized to the audience of kind of a, each one of them is a fully developed character in and of themselves. They're not cookie cutter of the others yeah Mm -hmm. so if it's thematic elements like the fact that miguel doesn't have a spider sense oh yeah i didn't even think of that where or how miles has invisibility and shocky shockies right (laughs) (laughs) well said taser webs yes taser webs Is that Taser Beam's cousin? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Taser face! (laughs) Yeah, that. Okay, all right. This has been such an interesting first six minutes of this. Yeah. But the fact that they, they give each of the spider people their own animation style to further emphasize more about them and how they're more fully realized it's like okay that's pretty dope yeah Mm -hmm. yeah now i wasn't expecting that when i first started watching and they started off with uh within gwen's world and it's almost all watercolor yeah it's all wash color and just very different i was like kind of thrown off i was like that's not what they showed in the trailer what is going on (laughs) i just was completely caught off guard by it and as they started showing everything else i was like oh that's cool okay Mm -hmm. now it's starting to click a little bit more yeah I'll, i'll give I'll give my first little negative uh, part of this so we can just kind of go through that and get to the positive. But my only negative thing about the movie was was the animation style to an extent. I liked it. I enjoyed it overall. But I think it was just a little bit over chaotic. A little much. If they had yeah. streamed that, streamlined it just a little bit to make it less so jumpy. Mm-hmm. I think I would have enjoyed it that much more, but overall loved the movie. So, so yeah. like the first Transformers, <gasps> mm, I, where it's just like, okay, cool, CGI blob, got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, I, I get, put like, it more so in in the Venom. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, where the CGI blob thing. Yeah, yeah. I could see that, and it's like, especially once we got to the Spider Verse yeah. area, mm-hmm. and it was just like all of the different versions it was it was a lot happening mm-hmm. and and there wasn't it, it was almost despite the fact that it was such a massive area it was cluttered yeah yeah like there, there was just so many crammed into different areas and yep. like it, th- there were some different moments that were really cool and like i thought that they did them really well with the way that they set it up like yeah. with the prison scene for example going through and having the different cameos of different like the live action and then the video game character and yeah Donald Glover's uh, um, um, Prowler. Yep. Uh, Donald Glover's Prowler there. And like, so like, I thought that scene was really cool, but 
leading up to that moment when they were just walking through the Spider-Verse city, it was just like, there's so much crammed in there. Yeah. yeah. And the cool thing I just realized when I watched it this last time was, like, I was originally thinking that it was a universe that was kind of almost like a pocket universe of spider people. Um, but it ended up being an actual world mm-hmm. where it was just like a headquarters that had all the spider people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause there was, there was regular people in the, in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, which you have to admit, it's kind of, kind of trippy to realize that that little pocket universe or whatever is theoretically infinite landmass. Hmm. Because there are yeah. theoretically infinite worlds and infinite multiverses. Yep. <laughs> mul- mul- nearly infinite. If I get words. <laughs> nearly infinite universes within the multiverse. Finally. Got it out. In the vast expanse of the multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Doctor Strange line. Um, <laughs> but uh, Caleb did bring up a, another point that I was... Um, wanting to get into was all those Easter eggs, all those mm. different spider people. I was, as I was watching it today, I was making notes. I was like, okay, like which ones are the ones that like stick out to me a lot. Yeah. And I, I made a list. I don't know if you guys have any in your head or made a list. I've got anything, a few but... that I could list off thinking about it, but go through your list. Yeah. I was gonna say, you, you mentioned a couple of them already, but um, <clears throat> so uh, the first thing I noticed was uh, in the beginning of the movie was Genki. Uh, was playing the Marvel Spider-Man, which mm-hmm. I found out later in some of the featurettes that he was actually playing the Spider-Man 2. They Ooh, actually really? previewed Spider-Man 2 in That's it. That's cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I was like, I what? Mean, it's Spider-Man 2? It does make sense. <laughs> it does. That, that was, this movie was made by Sony, right? Yep. Yeah. And Sony owns the studio that... Sony Animation Studio, yep. and it's <laughs> sponsored sense. by Sony through its It makes Omniac. sense that yeah. Sony's going to tease their own stuff. Absolutely. Like, they don't even have to pay for advertising. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. I, I was I was taken aback by that. Um, I didn't even pick up on that. That's a good catch. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, so these kind of went in order a little bit. So they, they went to the Lego Spider-Man universe. Mm-hmm. That was great. Yeah. Uh, So this was while the spot was going through Mm -hmm. uh, the different universes. Um, So he went to the Lego Spider-Man universe. Then he went to the Venom verse, Mm -hmm. the Tom Hardy version, where he was in the the, the convenience store. Um, that was that was funny. Yeah, I was just, I was just there completely just unimpressed. She's like, just, "You think yeah. you're the first monster I've seen?" Yep. Wait, what? <laughs> yep. Um, another kind of uh, Easter egg was um, how he, as he was coming out of that, he looked at his hand or the spot looked at his hand and said, "The power of the multiverse in the palm of my hand." Which is a Doctor Octopus line, where it was the power of the sun in the oh. palm of my hand, um, which was cool. Then uh, live action Prowler, they had live action Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Yep. Um, they had the video game Spider Man, Scarlet Spider, Ben Riley, um, old the old school cartoon Spider Man, which I thought was hilarious. The line it, it gave them, yeah, was. I think I pulled something because <laughs> he's so old. Because just I, I, he came out in what the I want to say fifties. I want to say this 
No. 50s or 60s. I think it was the 60s. Yeah. Um, when Stanley created him. Um, yeah, we'll look that up later. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, those were those were the main ones that like really stuck out to me. There was a lot more, but um, what what other ones did you guys catch that maybe I didn't? Those were all fun ones for sure. The video game one was one of my favorite ones, just know, with how much I love the game. Yeah. Um, Sp- Scarlet Spider was another one that stood out to me because that's always been my favorite variant of it. <laughs> and his like dr- over dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I'm thinking about my past. Yeah. <laughs> Cowboy Spider was pretty cool. I yeah. enjoyed that. Um, Web Slinger. Web Slinger. There we go. Yep. Um, one that kind of ties into one of my nitpicks was, to your point, the Venom universe. And there's so much more that they could have done with that. I'll get into that complaint a little bit later. Um, but that one, like, I, as much as I liked that cameo, I also thought that that was just a massive missed opportunity. Oh, yeah. Um, well, just not just with this movie, just across the board. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so that, I felt like that one was a missed opportunity. But, yeah, the... Uh, Web Slinger, that was probably one of the other big ones. And then, like, I, th- I thought Miguel was done really well. Oh, yeah. He yep. was a fun character in this one, so. Definitely. Fun, but also a very compassionate villain. Mm. Mm. Both in the sense of you kind of understand what he's doing, but also you kind of, you can kind of like, side with him. Uh, that, I'm yeah. kind of, I, I agree. <clears throat> but there's also, like, part of me is kind of getting tired of the, like, sympathy route with the villains. Because it's like, there's so many iconic villains that are just villains because they're just because they're evil. Yeah. Like, and that's something that I've always in, enjoyed with a good villain. And so, like... Make I, them I'm, evil, don't make me care. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, I think that's the thing about this one, though, is that I don't... I honestly did not think of him as the villain. I yeah. thought of him he as... He wasn't the he villain. Was, he was yeah. an antagonist, for yeah. sure. Though. Yeah. But there he, you go. He was... He thought he was doing the right thing, and technically, in the in the world of what he was doing, it would be considered the right thing. Mm-hmm. If not just tough love. Yeah. It was letting things that were supposed to happen, quote-unquote, letting them happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if without those things happening, Spider-Man really didn't exist. Yeah. Yep. So he was trying to keep Spider-Man existing as a hero, but he was just like... He was misguided and and not taking into account certain uh, well, certain aspects of that where it could change for a specific one. Yeah, and it, it is kind of the the old conundrum of when do we branch from following it to being a legalist? Right. Yeah. Um. Uh, to following what we're supposed to do to being legalists. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So he's really kind of towing that line. In many ways, especially with his logic, he's showing like this isn't overboard. Yeah. Whereas everyone else is like, "You're insane! No, yeah. you you it's, you called in half of us yeah. to destroy another multiverse just because one guy managed to fault what you called a canon event." Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, to his to his defense, a little bit. I mean, the the world was collapsing, but yeah. <laughs> but other than that, like. Yeah it, yeah, it has to it has to come to that line of like what is overboard and what's yeah. what's the good thing to do. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I highly suspect they're setting it up so that the Peter Parker we met in the first one, mm-hmm. Peter B Parker. Thank you, Peter B Parker. He and his daughter will be the ones to kind of show off like no no no, there is a thing as tough love. Yeah. Mm. 
but sometimes you got to let people make their own decisions. <clears throat> yeah. You've got to let them live and learn on their well, own. I mean, he kind of already pointed <clears throat> that out to some extent to Miguel, and he was just saying, clearly there's something different about Miles. Yeah. So yeah. why don't we let him make his own decisions and see what happens? Yeah. And I, I feel like that is going to play a really big role Ooh, yeah. in the next one. Yeah. Yep. I, I foresee a pretty big conflict in the next one, for sure, because it's like we've got Miguel... And the two spiders he took with him for his big bout. And we've got Spider-Gwen getting her crew together. Yeah. So it's like there's there's going to be some big stuff coming in, in the next one for sure. Yeah. I kind of hope it spills out into the other like live action stuff a little bit. I would love that. That would be awesome. I don't see I'm how it could I'm worried well. that it's not going to because of how horribly they dropped the ball with Venom both in Across the Spider-Verse and in No Way Home. Yeah just across the board and then as well as like also really getting the closure with both Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's mm -hmm. characters from their respective movies in No Way Home. So yeah. as much as I would love that, I would love <laughs> for you to be right. That's just kind of what I see just based yeah. on the way that we've, what we've already seen so far. Yeah. Can definitely understand that. Yeah. Which says, since you're on that topic already, you want to just go ahead and run with what you were talking about, about, the missed opportunity was in them. Sure. Yeah, I can go ahead and d jump into that <laughs> one. Um, I just, I felt like there was such a big buildup and tease that there was going to be something with Tom Hardy's Venom in the main quote-unquote canon timeline, and then they just did nothing with it. Mm -hmm. It's like, when I, I remember sitting there with a buddy watching Let There Be Carnage in theaters, and we got to that post credit scene, and it flashes Tom Holland's character on the screen, me and him both just jaws hit the floor. We were just in there like, there's no way they're going to do this. <laughs> and then all that they did was just a quick post-credit scene with Venom and No Way Home. And then I was like, bam, back to his timeline. I was like, no, there's so much more you could do. And then with all of the time skip or the multiverse skipping from this movie, I was like, maybe we'll get a little bit more out of it. And then they just showed the convenience store and we didn't even get anything with Tom Hardy in this one. I was just like, you guys... What the crap, Sony? Use yeah. your assets. Do this thing. They did. They took the convenient way out. Uh, they took the lazy way out. Convenient store. Got it. Thank you. Oh, Thank I you. got it. I'm not going to acknowledge that it was good because I'm salty. Like, I will just... say they did leave it open uh, in in No Way Home for they, Venom to come in, though. They left it open for this universe's Venom. Yeah. Not... Not the, the Tom Hardy version. No. Yeah, yeah. No. So I, it's, it's going to be in a, a different version. It's going to be the Marvelized version. It's yeah. not going to be the Sony version. Yep. And that's what I want to see Tom Hardy's version in more things because it is a good version of Venom. Right. It is a fun version of the character. And there's so much that they could have and frankly should have done both in No Way Home and in Across the Spider-Verse. And they just completely screwed the pooch. Yeah. David, uh, what other ones did you see that... Uh, the only one that really stuck out to me was more of a callback to uh, Gwen, uh, Spider Gwen's backstory. Okay, she would always she would always refer to herself as a penguin, and so whenever she sees her dad in the reflection and what looks like him drawing a gun to arrest her, mm -hmm. she whips a web at him, and it sticks the stuffed penguin to the wall. And then in an almost throwaway line, I, I'm pointedly very intentional to kind of foreshadow what that whole conversation and interaction is going to be about. Mm -hmm. Captain Stacy just looks at her and says, you, you want to take it easy on the penguin? Mm -hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. 
oh, that was brilliant writing. Because <laughs> the whole setup with her and her dad was just yeah. written so so oh, yeah. well. I liked it too, yep. a lot. But even How even he... the use of color in that scene and in all that was very very pointedly showing more and more of how the two characters are viewing each other. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's really the only, to get back to your point, yeah. <laughs> that's really the only Easter egg that I've really keyed in on. Okay. Um, outside of, I mean, the, the more obvious ones. <laughs> like, like, Lego, Sp- Lego Spider-Man was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I was rolling at that one. Which apparently, also in the featurettes, was done by a 14-year-old. Really? really? Yeah. They they got this person, I, I forget who the, the person was, but it was like a 14-year-old kid that they were like, do you want to film this for, for our movie? <laughs> and actually got the got him to do it. And it was just like, whoa. Man. It's because it's all stop motion. That's a heck Legos. of a start to a career. There. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Man. Um, but yeah, so it's it was a really cool uh, way to bring that kind of thing in. Yeah. Um, I will say also, like, some of the other Spider-Men that they put in there that didn't have any lines or didn't have any, like, um, real importance to it other than just that they were there mm-hmm. was, like, the the armored Spider-Man, the, the black and white Spider-Man. The, oh, the um, negative Spider-Man from the... Uh, no, it was, it was, like, the... It was an actual black and white suit. Oh, okay. okay. That... Um, I forget what particular version it was, but um, but then there was also the cyborg Spider-Man, the mm-hmm. big honking thing. Um, well, the uh, spider. Was that spider? We talking about uh, Penny Parker's? No, no, no. Like there's like a cyborg. Like uh, oh, I like, missed that one. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that one that he was like hanging from his back, it was like looked like almost like a Spider-Man Captain America shield thing that he was just clinging to hiding on his right back. yeah <laughs> yeah that was actually uh i think that's another version um that was in the comics i, I forget what uh what version it was but um then they had this other one in there that they mentioned in the featurettes that was like uh it was played by a person named logic or something like that but it was the one that was like oh I guess he did have a place to run, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I didn't really know anything about yeah. that. So, I like some of the other newer Spider-Man that they brought in, like yeah. Pavit. I, oh, I, yes. I loved his character <laughs> so much. Which, chai, chi, chai means, chi means chai. The fact that he was using the ring with his webs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was that, was, was, I think it's called a bolo or something like that. I think so, yeah. I think yeah. so. Like, his, I'll just, have to look yeah. that up. The whole character was just yeah. so much fun. And like, You know who plays him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy that plays Dopinder from... Yep. Uh, from Deadpool. Which yeah. is freaking uh, perfect. Hilarious. Karen Sony. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yep. Just, the whole character was so funny, and it's just you very much got that Dopinder vibe. Oh the yeah, way that wait, because it's just his normal voice. But since, since we already kind of suspect, and most most of us fans are already suspecting that a uh, Deadpool is very is much much closer to being in a MCU film. Mm-hmm. What if they bring that Spider Man in? <laughs> That would be hilarious. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> so funny! 
<laughs> that would be hilarious if it actually was Dopinder. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so funny. I wouldn't be in the least bit surprised if Ryan Reynolds did that. Too. Oh, just like, yep. at least mentioned it like, hey, I recognize your voice or so, you know, something like that. <laughs> There's got it like something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but not like de- his character is just so much fun. Yeah. And just like and his whole like his whole universe that Mumbatten. he was in. You know, Mumbatten, <laughs> yeah, Mumbatten. Like just everything about that I just thought was a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. I I definitely agree there. <laughs> All right. So I actually came up with a couple of questions for, for today. Um just no. to throw you guys off. I'm already off. We know this. <laughs> um uh, so, <laughs> which one of us, though? <laughs> All right. So, if you could be any, or if you could be one of the many Spider-Men and have their particular power set, which would you choose? Hmm. It's a tricky one. Um. Honestly, the first one that came to mind was the video game Spider-Man, just because of, like oh, all the gadgets and all stuff. All the gadgets, yeah. the um, just seeing like the different way he uses his powers and everything. That was the first one that came to my mind. But if we're gonna limit it to the movie, the ones that we saw, he was in it. He had a cameo. He wasn't like a he, mainstay character, right? You know. well, I, I, I'm including all of them though. Like that would counts. be my first pick. Yeah. Then yeah, well, then. Probably go uh, web slinger for my second pick, just because yeah, it'd be hilarious. <laughs> nice. What about you, David? Stole mine. <laughs> uh, no, nah, uh, for me it would be, uh, yeah, web web slinger or um, twenty ninety nine. Mm. So you, you'd okay. be you'd be a vampire. Uh, is he? <laughs> he is a vampire. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Is he? Yep. <laughs> you oh didn't see his fangs. <laughs> It just didn't occur to me. <laughs> they also say that he's a vampire. I thought that was kind of a joke. Like, yeah. okay, he acts like a little goth guy, but yep, nope, he is he is full on vampire. Okay, I think, I think somehow he was exposed to like Morbius's blood or something like that, okay. or I don't remember so, specifically. Based on what I'm seeing here, it actually says he's not a vampire, but he has venomous fangs. Oh, okay. And so it's like he's got more of like that's kind of his traditional spider element that he gotcha. Has. Yeah. Okay. All right. I take back everything I said then. <laughs> but I mean, like he, he acts like a vampire. Oh, yeah. like, he, he the, even the does. way he fights and just the way he was like crawling up mm-hmm. the train, chasing Miles, it was just like, oh, that's like monster esque. That's yeah. not like yeah. I am a. <laughs> hero. Like, are those claws? <laughs> that wasn't like I'm a hero trying to stop you. That is, I am going to destroy you. <laughs> yeah. And that was like his yeah. his movement animations were pure nightmare nightmare fuel, oh, and I am sure. here for it. <laughs> it was so cool. Yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite things about that character, though, is like how very different of a Spider-Man he really is. Yeah, like when I first saw and heard of this of that character before these movies came out, it was I wasn't a huge fan of it because it was so different from Spider-Man. And it was he was calling himself Spider Man, um, but now seeing this, it kind of like okay, no, I see, I see where he's coming from and why yeah. he is the way he is, because he's 
you know, he lost everything and like yeah. he lost his world basically. So it's just like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I understand it. <laughs> so looking at this, it says, um, he's not a vampire. He does not possess the vampiric thirst for blood. He possesses fangs that generate a non-toxic paralyzing venom oh. that he can use in his, in fighting. Nice. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. I like that. So that's actually pretty interesting, especially with just his fighting style and movement style. Like yeah. it, it, it kind of fits. They're honestly. very monstrous. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. Especially just with like the the blades off of his arms, just mm-hmm. like man, like he he was designed to be a villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he really yep. was. I mean, he, he it, it's sort of like Spider Man and X twenty three crossover. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Um. For mine, I guess I should have thought of it as I was, you know, <laughs> thinking of the questions. But it's um, easy to surprise everyone yeah. with a question. It's not so easy to have an answer, is it? Nope, it's not. I would taste your own medicine, Dan. <laughs> um, thought he'd catch me off guard. <laughs> caught himself off guard. Yep. You sly sure dog. Did. He got us monologue. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I think I'd have to agree with, with Caleb, the, the, the video game Spider-Man was definitely top notch. Mm -hmm. Um, I think just having all the access to the gadgets and the, I think even the fighting style itself lends itself very well, um, to, to superhero work, you know? Mm Um, I mean, obviously either that or the Tom Holland one, like, I think there's some cool aspects to that. Oh, for sure. But, um, well, the Tom Holland one also has a lot of the same versatility. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like there's I mean, a lot of, to- uh, a lot Stark of stuff. Gadget work with the Stark tech. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Plus he gets to be on the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> Although the Avengers were a part of, were a part of the, uh, the video game as well. Though so technically the Avengers don't know who he is anymore. So it's <laughs> true. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I, no, no one knows who he is anymore now that I'm thinking about it. No. Except for maybe... Uh, I think I heard something about maybe Hulk might know. But I don't know. That, that, I think that was just like a, a fan theory. But, I think um, so. They haven't confirmed who does and doesn't know for right. sure yet. Yeah. All right. So my, my next question is kind of similar. Um to an extent. Um, but if you could live in one of the universes in the Spider-Verse, which one would it be? Noir. <laughs> <laughs> I figured either it was either going to be Noir or the... the um, 2099. I was thinking of the uh, Web Slinger or... Really? Maybe, maybe not Web Slinger. Something else. Yeah. But anyway. But yeah, Noir, I think, fits your, fits your personality pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sad but true. <laughs> Honestly, for mine, I might just go straight up with Miles' universe. Because, mm. I mean, we've seen a good bit of it from both of the movies yeah. now. And so it's like, I think that would probably be my pick, honestly. Nice. Cool. I like that. Um, And you, Dan? And me. Uh, oh, I thought of an answer for this I one, too. I thought of an answer for this one, too. <laughs> It's a it's a crazy question because like there's so many right and I'm it's like as much as I like Gwen's 
universe. I don't want. I wouldn't want to live in a uh, whitewash yeah. universe like that. Yep. Um. And yet, we also haven't seen a whole lot of the other universes. Technically, yeah, we've, only we, seen... we've only seen uh forty two. Um, Gwen's and Miles and Pavits mm-hmm. and Pavits, yeah, yeah. So, although that one I think would be kind of fun too, uh, as we, much as we've seen a very small portion of Peter B. Parker's universe as well, right? Right, right, very small, but it's very but... that one's very similar to uh, um, to Miles, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I guess I could be kind of bland and say either one of those because they're they're very just New York, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So for you, would it be with uh, whichever one is this one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although, all right. So here's the hilarious thing: <laughs> is that as far as I've ever heard, the uh the universe that we supposedly our world is, I could have sworn was always Earth six one six. But apparently Earth 616 is um, the one that uh, the Avengers are technically in. Because okay. I think that's what they said in uh, uh, Multiverse of Madness. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's kind of strange, but. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. But... Oh, I, was about to say, I see what you did there. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So anyway, uh, back to the movies it's themselves. Um, I did have another question uh, concerning them. Uh, what did you guys think of the progression of Miles's abilities throughout uh, between one and two? Like. I kind of like that we don't we didn't get another training montage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, and it it I I really wish that DC would take notes because mm-hmm. I think that's how you show progression in a character and still have continuity mm-hmm. yeah, without ever showing it. Yeah, I'll. Mm, I would say yes and no in that in that sense because in these particular movies they went through like 50 million origin stories true <laughs> hey it's what dc's doing now right that's true <laughs> but it's it's the same kind of thing though where it's like let's go through this again like one last time i do want to point out that i said in a previous podcast episode how many more times can we see Uncle Ben die? And then they just was like, oh, hold my beer. Here you go. <laughs> Though, to their credit, I love the scene in the, psychi- the psychiatrist's room. Right. <laughs> and I let me. My Uncle Ben. Let, let me guess. guess. He died. He died. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. I was just like, that whole montage, I was just laughing. I was just like, man, they called my bluff on that one, didn't they? <laughs> I thought we couldn't see Uncle Ben die too many more times. They're just like, that's cute. <laughs> I, no, I am a little surprised they didn't show Penny Parker's canon event. Yeah. I was now, granted, that one's myself. brutal. That may be why they didn't show it. True. Mm. Well, they also, they also did kind of allude to it in the first one. As far as I remember, 
I don't remember enough of it to say. I will say that the whole multiverse thing that they were showing with the canon events and everything, that was so stinking cool. Yeah. The way that they were showing, like, the different, like, comic book things, the movies, the shows, like, everything kind of all at once. I wish they had gone in more detail on some of it, Mm -hmm. but I know why they didn't, because it was just... There was too much to go through, but like there's just so many versions of it. I, yeah. I do wish that they had shown some of the big moments. Like obviously, they wouldn't be able to show the Uncle Ben dying from the video game because we didn't have that. But they could have had the right. Aunt May's death scene from the video game as one of them. That yeah. would have been oh. an interesting canon event to show off. And mm-hmm. like, so it's like I, I get that there's like there's only so much that they can do. Yeah, because like you said, there is just so much material there to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I personally think using more of the established characters would have really built up on that nicely. Yeah, yeah. I, like I don't mind them uh, exploring some of the the lesser known ones. Agreed. Yeah. Um, like obviously with with um, the Indian version, the P- Pavit. Pavit. Um, I don't know why I couldn't remember that, but um, <laughs> like that's a very lesser known one. I think it was. It might have been brand new for this. It may have been, because I've never seen that version of the character yeah. before, so I think you're right. Yeah, so, don't get me lying. <laughs> um, but, like, the lesser-known ones that they could bring in, I I feel like that yeah. could be well, fun. I mean, like, the Pavit one makes sense, because that was, like, the canon event that he broke. Yeah. And so it makes sense that they would show that one. I have right. absolutely no issue with that one. I'm just saying like we saw a row of canon events throw in the video of one of the video game ones and then it's like I think we saw one or two of the live action yeah. canon yep. events. Yeah, we saw Andrew Garfield. I know we saw Toby Andrew McGuire. Garfield. Oh, did we see Toby Maguire? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was the Holland. It was uh the Toby Maguire one was kind of up yeah. and to the side and they had two separate screens yeah. for it, but well, see, like it could have been really interesting if they had done both Tom Holland's Aunt May and the video game Aunt May. Yeah. Because it would have been like, it's not Uncle Ben in these two situations. Uncle Ben's already gone in these two. And mm-hmm. then they lost someone else that they cared about on top of that. Yeah. And so it's just showing us like there's canon events and it's not always just going to be one of the people you care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like that really could have put that impact and that weight behind it. It's like there's no guarantee that it's only going to be the Uncle Ben for you. Right. It's possible that you will lose even more than that. Yeah. yeah. And the cool thing about that, too, is that, well, a couple of things was uh, this whole uh, movie set was talking about how it was Captain Stacy. Mm-hmm. Then for Gwen, it was also her Peter, Peter Parker, who was also the lizard. Yeah. Yep. Which was a crazy thing for me to find yeah, out in that, that one. That was... <laughs> that was a very surprising twist. Yeah, because he's like, I just wanted to be like you, and was like, you turned yourself into a into a lizard, dude. <laughs> also, am I the only one who thought that a Radiohead would have been a perfect back uh, backing track to that scene? <laughs> With what song? <laughs> Creep. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, the the fact that it was her Peter Parker that was really interesting. Yeah. I liked that. Yeah. Yep. That was that was a a new twist on it that mm. I personally was there for definitely yeah <laughs> yeah and I I agree with what you're saying like it was good to see the lesser known characters or the characters we haven't seen 
go through that yet as well. Yeah. Well, I just e- think e- it would have been added. It would have added that much more of an impact had we also seen the video game and Tom Holland's yeah. situations yep. on top of that. Because especially like I said, they had the row of these are all of the different Spider-Man. They've literally all been through this. Yeah. And I just think, like I said, it would have been added that much more impact had we seen those two as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fully but, agree. But I kind of wish that they had gone into a bit more on the Spider-Man that we've, or the Spider-People. Can we even call a Spider-Ham a Spider-People? <laughs> Spider-It's. Yes, there. I think one thing I found interesting is just how much I en- how much more I enjoyed Gwen's character with both the last movie and this one than I have previously. Like she's always just in the previous stuff I've seen her and she's always just kind of been a character that was just there. I, don't, I didn't feel like she yeah. was written as well in the past. But with this one, it's like she I could see her easily getting her own spinoff and having her own set of movies and it not only being really enjoyable, but doing really well. because yeah. She's just yep. been written so well so far. Yep. That was the surprising thing to me too, in especially in this movie, that it was like the I wasn't expecting it to start in her world. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, why is this why is this happening here? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, okay, there's some cool stuff happening with her. And she's like you said, she's being written very well. Mm-hmm. Um and forgive me for saying this, but like Like, she was always the one that was, like, the, well, we made Spider-Man a girl, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, now write her good. And now they did. really (laughs) I'd say within the last, like, four or five years is when both she and Miles started to get written well. Oh, yeah, Um, definitely. And sadly, it's not even in the comic book space that they're being written well in. Those are still very hit or miss with how those characters are written. It's in the video games and the movies that Mm. we're seeing both of those characters written so well. Yeah, Miles went from just being kind of a a side... Sorry. (laughs) Miles just went from kind of being just a side character that felt like he was trying to be forced into the story, but wasn't being given a story to work with. Right, yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, with the video game, for example... Not only did it feel like he fit the story, but it also felt like he was being written well and being written intentionally. Yeah. Yep. And now we're seeing that same thing again with Miles for the movie, but also with Gwen. Yeah. And being introduced. And like I could easily see her being introduced as a, either a playable character in the upcoming game or even get her own game spinoff. And I'd, I'd be 100% here for it. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, if, if they write her as well as she's been written so far, I'm on board. Yeah. Yep. I'm yep. definitely on board as well. Um, the, the funny thing too, is that even, even the second version of, of Peter Parker, like it, it's still Peter Parker, obviously, but that version of him was also being very, being written very well. They really haven't had any characters that have been written poorly that they've actually taken time to write. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, even with like, obviously the random Spider-Man throughout the Spider-Verse in this movie, they're obviously not being written well because they were just there to serve that one purpose. Yeah, and they're then kind of throwaways. Exactly. Yeah, yeah they, they're they, Richards. They sh- yeah, 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 exactly. Well, it's a great all, almost, all Spider-Man, all, almost all Spider-Man. That's are a, Richards. <laughs> that's a great comparison. Yeah. Um, but whereas, like the like Miguel 
Gwen, uh, Peter B. Parker, Miles, and even like some of the other characters from the first one, like Noir Spider Man and, and Spider Ham, Spider Ham, Penny. Like, Penny, like they were all written well because there was that intentionality behind it. Yeah. And even like just the little things that they pull from that were inspiring this movie, like with Spot being the guy that Miles Got threw bagel. the bagel at. Dude. And I didn't yeah. see that coming at all. And then when that, when they like, Showed that clip, I was like, "There's no way they did <laughs> yeah. that." Like, and with such a crazy, ridiculous, stupid character too. Yeah. Right. And they made it a character that you actually care about. Like, you care it's that like, there's a a he went bad from guy the that looks Uber like a that cow. got hit with a bagel to the villain of this right. movie series. <laughs> and it's intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just a throwaway. Well, he starts off goofy and he becomes starts off, intimidating. Right. Well, yeah. he, he, I, I'm gonna correct you on that one. He starts off goofy and then it gets extremely existential. Well, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he kicks himself in the butt and throws himself into himself. Wait, wait, which, how is that not what most of the other spider people do? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like just, just that little thing that, like, the fact that they took the random bagel guy from the first movie and made him into the villain for this movie and the next one, I was just like, I would have never guessed that. Yeah. You could have given me a million tries, and I never would have guessed that Bagel Guy was going to be the villain. I'm going to have to go back and watch the first one now. Yeah. And oh, like, oh, it's very much there. Uh, well, I'm sure. <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, like look at the design of them and see if it's the same, and I, which I'm guessing it is. But like, a lot of times when they when they do stuff like that, it's like it's a completely different character, but they just kind of go, oh, that's the one that. Yeah, I mean, they but... even showed him in the flashback with yeah. that. So it's like they just basically copied and pasted that scene for that moment <laughs> and said, like, oh, here's your villain. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> it almost it reminds me of the Mysterio uh from from the Tom Holland version. Yeah. Yeah. A little, a little bit. bit. Called my creation Barf. And that's why he's a super villain. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a like obscure random little thing yeah. and it's just like you made a good story out of this random thing kudos <laughs> kudos take my money you earned it yeah i guess you could say it was a it was a uh, it was a plot hole they wanted to fill <laughs> i was trying too hard on that one you, you tried you were really reaching he was trying one. to become with an everything bagel <laughs> you were also trying really hard on now that Dan and I are racing towards the bottom. <laughs> I win. I, I One thing I'll say is I didn't expect to like Pavit as much as I did. Oh, yeah. Like when he showed up, I wasn't even sure how much he was going to be in the movie. Like I wasn't sure if he was just going to be kind of like this side character that served his purpose in that universe and then we didn't get to see him anymore. He ended up becoming such a like key character and an enjoyable character throughout. Yeah. And I'm just like, please give me more Pavit. Like he's so good. Yep. <laughs> Yo. So one thing I'll say for for both of these movies, the uh, the Spider-Verse films, they're written exceptionally well. Mm. Um so started getting into it a little bit earlier on in this episode, but the the subtexting, the way that the art style helps emphasize a lot of the point of what's actually being said that's and also what's not said mm. is fantastic. Yeah. Um, Even like the thought bubbles and stuff like yes. that too. I love those. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. The, uh, uh, but in particular, Gwen's Spider Gwen's arc in this in this installment, like a lot of the the writer the writing channels I follow on YouTube, a lot of the psychology channels I follow as well, have been calling out those scenes. Like, oh my gosh, this this is how you portray this confusion. This is how you portray family miscommunication and the desire for a healthy family. Like, holy crap, they did a great job. Yeah. Where it's just pointing out, like, no, 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 they have their flaws. You don't see them on screen, but it's very much affecting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> the the different art styles that that show, like, the different colorations between the moods. Yes. That mm-hmm. you were, I think you were saying before was, like, in that moment where they're talking and they're trying to understand each other, it's very dark and dim and very just like, like you see her in a different color. You see him in a very different color. Right. And then all of a sudden it flips, they understand each other and it brightens up and it's like, okay, now it's real. Yeah. Now it's, it's something bigger. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely, I, I see that very much yeah. so. That's cool. But even beyond that, even the short interaction between her and Miles earlier on in the film, where it's her and Miles's world, and they're uh, they're hanging off the bottom of the gargoyles. Oh yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That scene in and of itself, it's 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 emphasizing her motive without saying a thing. Mm-hmm. Of, I need to protect you from what I know is coming, mm-hmm. and I can't tell you otherwise you're going to do the exact thing I'm trying to protect you from. Right. And kind of on a different note to that, but I also like how they uh, like how they drew the gravity of it. Yeah. Like like her hair like flowing down and and stuff like that. Physical gravity. Even like just the little things like when she went to sit down Upside down on the gargoyle, she yeah. actually like shot a web down real quick to pull herself because mm-hmm. she's like to pull herself up upside. to sit down. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like just the little things. It's like you wouldn't even really think about, but it's like no, that makes sense. Like she's like legitimately hanging upside down against gravity. It yeah. makes sense that she has to do something like that to like get to the pull position. herself. Yeah. To, yeah. Yep. So it's just the little things like that that they just did so so well with this. I also really liked the whole dynamic and build up with Miles and his parents throughout yes. the movie. I thought that that was just done great. And especially like oh. when he had that conversation with his dad at the crime scene after fighting Spot and just yeah. that whole thing, like the back and forth with that. And then they're trying to figure out like what's going on with them. Then Gwen shows up and they're like, is this it? And they're like unsure how to feel about it. And like just everything back and forth with the, like really both Gwen and Miles, just the dynamic with them and their parents, like just yeah. was done so, so, so well. Yeah. Yep. And then when they get to Earth 42, that whole thing, too, was just crazy. Because, like, like even the dynamic between him and his mom from the other universe was, like, at first, it's like, okay, it's okay. Like, he's finally getting to tell her the truth and and all this. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, who's Spider-Man? What are you talking about? And it's just like, oh... Oh yeah. no! And you kind of get that. Uh, you you kind of <laughs> get that. Uh, one, it's a wonderful life vibe off of it. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. That was a surprising <clears throat> twist. I didn't yeah. really expect. And then with that whole dynamic, and she's just sitting there like, you, "Your hair is different." I was just like, "It's a weird throwaway yeah. line." That's kind of well, strange. The, uh, Uncle Aaron said that. 
He was like, oh, you took out your braids. Oh, no, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, she did they, say they, they both too. made yeah. reference to They it. both yeah. made reference. And I was just like, that's a random throwaway line. And when she, like, when that reveal happened, I was just like, oh. Yeah. Oh, no. And then the, <laughs> the whole buildup was like, they scanned the spider and sent me back to the spider's universe, mm-hmm. not mine. Like, oh, yeah. just, <laughs> so good. But the way that they crafted the story and that explanation, mm-hmm. and they they handed that to you on a silver platter oh, right at yeah. the beginning. Absolutely. Like, okay, my second this watch wasn't through. your spider. Yeah. And yeah, oh, mm. yeah. <laughs> just really emphasizes like, okay, even Miguel's process is broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's not, he's not picking up on the person. He's picking up on what made them special, mm-hmm. which is. How how they got powers? Yeah. So I mean, I I think that's going to be a huge point in the next one, mm-hmm. uh, where it's very much emphasizing like, okay, you're thinking on everything we built here as great as what we built here is. is you're thinking behind it was flawed. Yeah. yeah. Is it possible that maybe you're thinking on canon events is also flawed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely going to be. <sighs> A, a key thing in the upcoming movie for sure. Yeah. Will he turn? Is that the that's the question? Is like, yeah. Will he end up being a good guy? I'm also a little curious if he'll bring <laughs> like in more. Kind of have to be. He I don't know if he's going to be a good guy per se, but I think Spot's going to put him in a position. as like, okay, enemy of my enemy. Like I've, yeah. I got to yep. do something. Here. <laughs> yep. But I highly suspect that there's going to be um, that interplay where it's pointing out like, no, look. You were already wrong once. Mm-hmm. It's almost guaranteed you, guaranteed you're going to be wrong again. Do you think that it's going to be a conversation between him and Peter B. Parker? I think that conversation is going to happen. I think something is going to come to blows with him and Miles. And that's what's oh, yeah. really going to sink Absolutely. in. I don't think yeah. Peter B. Parker is going to be the one that necessarily like gets his attention. I think it's going to end up being Miles or potentially the... Um, who is the, uh, the pregnant yeah. Spider Woman? I can't remember uh, her Jess, name. Jessica Drew. Jessica yeah. Drew. Thank you. I think you. it's gonna be Jessica she Drew. She may end up Peter showing B. up and being like, "No, you were wrong." Yeah. yeah. And uh, it could end up being that just like everyone kind of gangs up against him, and suddenly he's the one fighting the Spider Verse. Right. I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. I do think it's gonna be either Jessica Drew or Peter B. Parker. And my reasoning is is very very simple, but bear with me. I think the reasoning. Or I think why it will work is because both. Both Jessica and Peter B. are parents. Yeah. What yeah. did Miguel well, lose? Mm-hmm. His family, including his child. Yeah. The thing is, he's like, not going to hear it from from a, a spider person who's never had a child. Mm-hmm. The thing is, he's already shown a lack of willingness to listen to them on that topic because they yeah. both already made a side. Granted, it was a side comment, but they both have already made a comment to him. They That's have. why I'm predicting it's going to come to uh, come to a physical altercation with Miles. And that's where the difference is going to be made. Because he's already seen the difference with Miles using his electric powers to break out of the barrier, something that hadn't been able hadn't been done up to that point. Mm-hmm. And so he's already knows that there's something different there. And I think we're gonna see a lot of him just battling with he is different, these powers aren't his. Why is he so special? Right. And it's that's gonna be what ends up leading up to it. Yeah. I I, I definitely think there's going to be a conversation with him and Peter and um, Jess- Jessica? Yeah. Yep. Je- and him and Jessica, like those three, I definitely see a conversation happening there. I think 
it's just not gonna the break sheer through. stubbornness yeah. and just the anger that he and resentment he's got bottled up from what happened to his family. He's not going to fully register what they're saying, and Miles is going to be the one that ends up finally breaking through. That, that's yeah, my prediction. I, yeah. I think it could be a, a very much like he's he's not going to see it from the parents' perspective because he's already seeing it from the parents' perspective. Mm, more so, more so from scorn, the child. Perspective. Yeah, he's going to see it. He's currently okay. seeing it from a scorned parents' perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I, I can see that perspective yeah. now. I, I definitely think. Peter and Jessica are going to play a key role in that. Absolutely. 100%. And I think Gwen will likely end up playing a pretty big role as well. Yeah. Really all of the spider crew that she built up to go out and help Miles. Like, I don't know that they're all going to get in the battle, like, necessarily. But I do think that that crew is going to be part of what kind of clicks with him and starts to push him in that direction. Then, again, that'll that'll, the final conflict with Miles is what will really open his mind or open his eyes up to it. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Cool. I like it. I, I'm very, very much looking forward to the next one. Mm-hmm. Gotta see that conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's, it makes sense that it was delayed. I'm, I'm bummed it was delayed to oh, next year. I know. But it makes total sense because, like, realistically, with how careful the studio has been and how much attention to detail they've been putting into everything... They're not going to pull an EA and release it when it's not ready. Yeah. They're going to do the right thing and make sure that it's the exact project they want it to be. Yeah. And yep. that's right, because it was supposed to come out early, uh, later this year. Yeah, it was like November, December this year, yeah. I think. But yeah. they pushed it back to 2024, right? Yeah, it was like yeah. March or... Uh, I'm not sure on that. I want to say it's, it's quarter say two, it's at least. Like yeah. March or May, uh, in, in one of those two, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I may be wrong. My brother and I were talking about it earlier, and he said it was going to be a couple years. And I was like, no, I think, nah. I, I, think I heard it was going to be they already been working on it. Yeah. And that they were originally wanting it to be this year, and it's like... Yeah, because they were working on it at the same time as the... Yeah, Yeah, and they just decided to like really give it the time that it needed. Well, along with all the strikes. Funny enough, they announced the delay before all of the Hollywood strike stuff. Right. Oh, did they? Yep. Oh, Oh, It it started before the Hollywood strike stuff. They did like three months before. Okay. That's good to know, at least. (laughs) It's not delayed by that, at least. No. Um, well, that wouldn't have really slowed it. That would have more so slowed down the marketing because it wouldn't have yeah. had the actors to be able to advertise it. Yep. Because uh, like June, June second. Oh wait, no, okay. sorry. June second is when the first one came out. No. <laughs> yeah, I tried to look it up earlier today too, and it it was. I don't think they gave a definitive date. They just kind of gave a general time frame, which was smart because if yeah. they need to push it back again, it's like sorry, like we know we said it's going to come out. Roughly this time, we're having to push back a few months. Yeah. Well, that'll about wrap us up for this episode. We hope that you guys enjoyed it. And if you're looking forward to the upcoming movie, most likely this year, possibly or next year, I would say, possibly the year after, or you just enjoyed the previous ones, or you're just like Spider-Man, please definitely hit us up on social media, share with your friends, and we hope to catch you guys again for the next episode. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Uh, uh. Yeah!